Hey friends, it's Davion, it's Bruce, and, and this, this is, is oh, oh, that's my, my gay, gay friend. friend. Episode number 22, Dose Dose, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, husband. Hey, husband, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing today? I am blessed, highly favored. I know that's right. Amen. Amen. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. And we are glad you are with us. We're about to start this cocktail order. So if you guys gather your libation, we will tell you our selection for tonight and tell you about our week. So our libation choice for this evening is a Wilson Creek Rosé. You had one earlier. I had one earlier. I don't have one right now because we're, we are recording late and I literally don't want to fall asleep while we're recording. So I'm keeping it to a nice glass of cold water for me. Well, yes. And I have, I'm polishing off the end of the Wilson Creek Rosé. So let's raise our glasses, friends. Hope you have your libation in hand. And here we go. Clink, 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 clink. Cheers to a great episode. And we promise that we are not going to keep you guys for two hours tonight. <laughs> it's not going to be one of those episodes. We say it every week and it ends up being. But we have great content. I believe it's a great conversation. And I believe our friends are happy with the content they receive. We hope you guys are enjoying it. And please let us know. Yes, please. You know, on the IG, oh, that's my gay friend. Or email us at oh, that's my gay friend.com at gmail.com. Or leave your comments. Definitely leave five stars on the Apple Podcast app. That seems to be where most of you guys are listening to us uh, from. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. So, husband, tell the people about your weekend getaway. How was that? Did you enjoy all of the things that you wanted to do? So, like I mentioned last uh, week on the episode, you know, my weekend was coming up that I kind of, I've been doing since last year, the annual retreat, so to speak, for me and my two besties. And we went, we went to a nice Airbnb, Airbnb in Temecula, wine country, and, and thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. It was the most perfect weekend. And when I tell you what made it perfect, it was because the three of us were all Pisces. Um, all of our names start with D, so we're all similar in demeanor and, and attitude. And when I tell you every night we went to sleep before 1 a.m., it was amazing. It was magical. We turned, we didn't turn up. We turned down for everything. It was amazing. I was well rested. I was rejuvenated. I got back to me. It was a fabulous weekend. We dedicated time to... Uh, we dedicated an entire day, actually, to a spa. So, you know, the amenities that comes with it, jacuzzi, steam rooms, massages, wine. It was it was great. On our last day on Sunday, we actually went uh, winery hopping. Instead of bar hopping, we just bounced around to the different wineries and had tastings and ate way too much it was it was great it was like my kind of fun because you know i'm not a turn up person i'm not a club person i appreciate that and i can do it every now and then but like at my core what i enjoy the most 
is a good pretty party. Like a good self-help, just calm, tranquil, peaceful type of, of time. That's kind of where I idle at. And anything outside of that is me stepping out of my boundaries and pushing my pushing my limits. So this was a really fabulous weekend that we will be doing again next year. Um, we're thinking about going to Santa Barbara, uh, doing the exact same thing, mind you, but just in a different location. And yeah, it was it it was not long enough. Friday to what was it? Sunday. Or Monday it just yes Monday morning we came back it wasn't it just wasn't long enough um, the Airbnb now it was it was some debauchery that had that that happened with the Airbnb on the owners part because they straight up lied to us well I it wasn't a lie it was an omission so we found out that we were staying on a farm okay and we did not want to stay on a farm. <laughs> you guys didn't select it. That wasn't we part did of not select the, the part of yeah. It wasn't a part of the plan. And we actually found out the very next morning we were woken up by rooster by a rooster. Not the cockadoodle do cockadoodle doing huh. at four a.m. in the fucking morning. To which he did every single morning at four a.m. So we. All three of us woke up involuntarily on vacation, on vacation at <laughs> 4 a.m. No, hell no. Uh, because it was actually right next door, like the where they kept the chickens. The the chicken coop. The chicken coop was right next door to our Airbnb because the house that we stayed at it was on a farm. It, I don't know. If so it was you like, stayed on the farm. You guys we, legit it, stayed on the farm. We legit stayed on the farm. You could see the horses from. Uh, their back window. You just peek out and it's fucking. So Wilbur. did it smell like? No. It smell? Okay, well that's great. There was you know, absolutely kind of smell yeah. There was there was shit. no smell, but I, what there was, and this is kind of gross. It was flies. Oh yeah. yes, like when we walked in, all the windows. You know, with an Airbnb, we go in. All the windows are shut. The doors are shut, and randomly, it would be a fly buzzing by us. I'm like, where, like, how do all these, how did these flies get in? You kill one, you think you're done. Then you see another one flying around. You're like, okay, this is weird. I thought I just killed one, but like after your third or fourth fly you kill, you're like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. You're like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is not me. This is the, the house. Yeah. Wow. And they were just like on the ceiling chilling. Oh, Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that reminded us that yeah, you're on a farm. We were indeed on a farm, but it it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad again because, for the most part, we were out and about. Okay. Yeah, like we were bouncing around the streets of Temecula. So, yeah, it it wasn't. It was a really good experience. But with the girls that I went with, I'm sure wherever we ended up, it would have been. A memorable. We could have went to a crack house. I'm sure right. it would have been great. Well, let's not say that or go to one. Um, I mean, <laughs> but the way Airbnbs are acting now, I'm sure there's a crack house listed for like three hundred three hundred dollars a night. 
But yeah, okay. Well, that's good. It sounds like you guys had a great time, and you know, um, you guys enjoyed it, each other's company. And absolutely, and, like you said, getting back to the core, mm-hmm. you know, your, your center. Shout you know, out to the D Squad. Okay, mm-hmm. come on, D Squad, D Squad up. And I think that's what uh, I, I I suggest a lot of people do. And I'm not just talking about people that are in relationships or people that are parents or you know dependent or dependent on upon someone else i think even if you're single i think it's good to just have a moment where you do absolutely what you want to do in the time frame you want to do it when you want to do it like just a good weekend to get back to yourself and do the things that you appreciate and kind of replenish you i guess is what i'm yeah that's say. very important you have to do that i think when you're single you kind of have the option to do that to do that probably more freely um but i think like you said everyone should have that right to just whatever your mind tells you to do mm-hmm. let the wind blow and, and do that and and it really it's honestly needed that's what it's called self-care yeah like and that's something i think that Growing up, we didn't see our parents do. Oh, or, not at or all. They did it in the way, but it was it was just something different. So my family, it was you know Friday card nights or mm. Friday fish fries or do you know family time or what have you. They they got rejuvenated by doing stuff that way, you know. So I think our generation now is just something different. Like no, we need to go away. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, you need to unplug and yes. disconnect. And a lot of people to piggyback on what you were saying, a lot. Growing up, you know, we did see people kind of do that, but in unhealthy ways, like drinking, maybe a little too much gambling, mm-hmm. maybe a little too much going to the bingo, maybe a little too much. Right. Um, so I think that now today we're kind of doing it in a more constructive, healthy type of way. Yeah. And my family used to do a big thing. What we need to get back to. So you guys out there listening Duncan clan, all the other n- names behind the family. Um, we used to do bus trips to Vegas, like, or to San Diego or, but mostly Vegas, like a, uh, weekend situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are a lot of fun as a kid or teenager, we, we, uh, going with our parents and everything. That was a lot of fun doing the little bus trips and, and having, you know, family friends and family go and, and just enjoy the ride and all the games and the laughs and all that good shit. Mm-hmm. And then bets like who will win the most money and all different type of things that would happen. So, yeah, that's very important um, to have self-care. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think yeah. it's a necessity that we can afford to give ourselves. We can. You have to be kind to of yourself. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself and had an, an amazing time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very happy for you. Now, what did you do during the time that I was gone? I played with the kids. Um, Friday night, I went out to the bar. Mm-hmm. I went to the Bullet. Enjoyed myself there. Um, Saturday, I went to the bar. Went to WeHo. And did I work on Sunday? Um, yeah, you did. I think I worked Sunday and then I chilled out with the kids. So, and we just had some time. It was actually my first time actually being by myself with the kids. So our kids are our dogs, um, Zoe and Duncan. And that was the first time I actually just, it was just me, like mm-hmm. the only parent. 
Yeah. And they're how did they go? How did they how did they take that? <laughs> Surprisingly well, we were good. We we had a good ass time. Um mm-hmm. Zoe and I, we've chilled before. But with Duncan, I have never like been just he and I or he and I and Zoe and mm-hmm. It was interesting because I thought that, okay, when I came in the house, like they would look forward to the parent. Mm. They kind of, Duncan did for a second, like, okay, where somebody else is supposed to be here. But then mm. that was it. And we were chilling. Um, we slept in the bed. I let them sleep in the bed a little longer than I normally would. Mm. Um, which at was night cool. or like? It was at night. It was okay. at night time. Um, normally they, you know, they'll get in the bed with us and then I'll put them down. But I actually like fell off to sleep. Like. Uh, I think it was Sunday. I was in deep sleep. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, y'all stay here. It's like 3 in the morning. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, y'all get in your bed. But we had a good time. Um, Yeah, it was nothing. They were really chill. Like, I think when we're both here, I've noticed now one would go with you, one would go with me. Mm-hmm. Like, Duncan, like, kind of gets your attention. And there's always, like, she'll, she'll hang out with me. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll be, with, she'll be with you guys in the room. And then she'll come, like, what daddy doing? Yeah. And she'll come chill with me, like, you know. So, we just, we vibing. Um, so, it was interesting to see. Duncan is very spoiled. Uh, you have spoiled him completely. But he needs a little extra attention. But I was seeing that. And he was trying to get my attention for different stuff. I'm like, Duncan. Mm-hmm. Bro, like, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. No, yeah, he needs the validation. He needs, he needs that consistent situation of that. And I talked to a coworker of mine about it, and she asked the question, and I never really kind of put these correlations together. She said, well, when did you guys receive him? I said, we got him at like two months old. I said, or I think it was two months. I said, but he, you know, his first week, first two weeks of life, he was with his mom, and then he was in a great foster home and everything, but she mentioned the attachment. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't really probably have that nurturing attachment. Because I'm like, he has a fucking amazing life, so I don't know why the he, he needs consistent validation or reassurance for different things. But if he didn't go through that latency stage, which dogs have that also, um, of attachment, I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. I didn't even think about that. So, um, but it was cool. I, you know, it was just, I had to set the boundary with him when I was cooking, because, you know, he thinks he wants to roam in the kitchen. I was like, yo, like, I'm a stop telling you to come in here so i when i put the barrier up in our kitchen if you guys don't know our house is an open concept from <laughs> if you haven't room. been into our home <laughs> friends no estates um but this open concept for my dining room to our kitchen and everything and so uh we have a big uh playpen in the middle and i had to open that up and block him off and he was looking at me like yo i don't know i can't come talk to you in there it's like no you need to chill out but Oh no, we had a good time. So that's um, good. Yeah, it was a good. It was great. Yeah, I, you know, we played outside and did all the things. I mean, so I'm, you know, I'm fun dad. It's like, hey, <laughs> the cool dad, the cool, <laughs> the, one. the cool one. So well, that's good that you guys had a good a good time bonding yeah. situation. Yeah, that was that. So um, yeah, it was my home alone ish <laughs> situation. So that was fun, and then we had Tuesday was election day. We hope everyone went out and voted. Because we did. We did. And if you didn't vote, shut the hell up. And you have no right to complain about shit. At all. Because you had a duty and and a choice. And you, if you did not vote, you chose to not exercise your right. And so, shut the hell up if any laws come that you, that aren't in favor of you. But we, um, depending on your political party, you either had a great night. 
in whatever state you live in or <laughs> you had a sucky one. Um, I think for the most part for us, maybe we were, it wasn't a red wave, which, you know, again, we don't. Which is a blessing on top of a blessing. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Let's call it a spade a spade. You know how that was you want to see fear. it. You know, it, but there wasn't a red wave. So I would say I'm glad about that. Oh, I'm ecstatic. Now, so. I wouldn't count what happened on Tuesday as a win for Democrats, but I definitely wouldn't count it as a loss. Um, for me, I view it as, okay, like a nice neutral moment because we didn't lose nearly as many House seats as it has happened in the past when there has right. been uh, a Democrat. Uh, the Republican takes over the, when they take when over. When a Democrat win. is in yeah. uh, a presidency, on average, we during the midterms we lose anywhere between thirty to forty seats. Right. And um, for this term, it's not you know it's not done yet, but we're looking at about losing only ten seats. Which is definitely a W, considering everyone thought it was going to be a red wave and Trump was going to, you know, piggyback off of that moment by announcing his run for presidency. And it kind of seems like that's backfiring and not and is not going to come to pass since a lot of people in his party are kind of blaming him for the lack of the red wave on Tuesday. Right, because the extremists, the ones he's back, they none of them really won. So that yes. was great. So we're glad as a society people are seeing that the crazies cannot take over the asylum. Okay? You can't have that happen. So, um, but yes, so please check all your election results in your county, your state, to make sure that the people you wanted to be in position are in position and to help change these laws and everything. Because again, they came after the women's rights. It's just a matter of time. They come after the gays and then they'll come after the blacks and then we'll be back to slavery and all type of shit will happen. And like, who wants to do that? I'm just saying. No they'll come after the Jews that. and Kanye's already coming after the Jewish people and it's a whole lot. Like, let's move forward, people, not backwards, okay? And I just want to say shout out to the black folks. We held it down per huge by voting overwhelmingly in favor for Democrats That's and good. rights and women's right to choose. And kind of per usual, the people that have voted against themselves have been white women. Asian, Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's so interesting to me how they stick to the conservative value. And if it doesn't, even if it goes against their own interests as, as an individual. It directly goes against their own interests. But they're like, I'm still going to hold on to this conservative belief. And we need to have that. And it's funny because Sunny Hostin, off of The View, she mentioned that that is like, she mentioned she was referring to white women who still vote conservative with their husbands she said that is like a roach wanting voting for raid like which i totally get and it was actually she it wasn't her analogy she was someone she actually john, john Leguizamo. Yeah. he's made that commentary comment before and so her co-host sarah Alyssa Farrah griffin had an issue and she tried to kind of go back and forth with something it was a great um 
two minutes of, of television if you guys oh no yeah watched i missed a, a good view few it brought <laughs> it me back great. it took me back to the rosie o'donnell really days did. it did so so that was election results and so now this weekend we have the anticipated the highly anticipated the wonderful beautiful situation of black panther 2 premiering actually november 11th so tomorrow um oh. yeah and they have early screenings uh, oh they had early screenings on thursday night so a lot of people i've been ducking and dodging uh twitter a it's lot of people hard are it's gonna be extremely hard so their the reviews are out it currently has i believe a 94 percent on rotten tomatoes which is of course very good black panther one in the early beginnings had it actually had a 100% and then it dropped down to 99 so being a sequel 94 is impeccable and yeah, kind I of mean, unheard of so like what sequels do you typically think is going to be as good as the original like what sequel can you actually say that is as good as the original I can't think of one off the top of my head but in this particular case the fact that it's still at a 94 with the lead actor not even being in the picture is really exciting. I can't wait to see it. We have our tickets. We're going with our, our posse on Sunday. Right. This summer Sunday. We are excited and ready to go. Excited, ready to go, ready to have brunch afterwards to dissect and discuss <laughs> this movie and this breakdown. Because I'm here for Angela Bassett. Angela B. Bassett. Angela motherfucking Bassett put some respect on her name and also just to, to also see how they pay homage to um, Chadwick, Chadwick Boltman you know mm -hmm. to, to see how that all ties in and, and who will be the next Black Panther so I'm just excited period for it all to happen and it's just really it seemed like it was a long time coming. No, it was extremely <laughs> it was like, a long time coming. Typically it's only a few years between you know a highly highly successful movie and its sequel because usually they'll green light it and push it to kind of keep the momentum uh from the first movie but literally it's been almost five years well shit it's, not, it's still not avatar avatar i saw that in new york in 2009 well, well, yeah, Avatar. <laughs> I mean, so and Avatar, that's not coming she's, out till she's gonna take a minute. Until so next year, right? She's fully rendered. That's a fully. <laughs> I mean, that's a Pixar movie at this geez, point. Louise. Yeah, they need they need some time to get that right. But so, but yeah, Black Panther. If you guys please go out to go see it, support Black films. We have to do that. I don't care what ethnicity race you are. Um, we have to show numbers the opening weekend. Let's make a number one like we did uh, a Woman King. Let's make this number one also like we did oh, before Oh, absolutely. The There's no ifs, ands, or buts if that that's going to be the case. We just have to continuously support it the way that we did the first one because representation matters. It does. And speaking of representation, mm -hmm. do you want to go into uh, some, finally, after all these topics we've discussed, some gay shit? You know, I'm always here for the gay shit, baby. I'm always here for the girls, for the children, for the for everybody. Um, so Sam Smith has a song called Unholy Out. It's what do you think about what do you think about the song? I actually fucked with the song. And I think Isn't the song it it's a play. What he does with this song 
is you don't know if he's talking about daddy's going out and at the strip club. Daddy could be going out to go gamble at the body shop. Like, we don't know what it is because he says she poured, like, it could be she's pouring in and she's dropping it low, dropping it slow. She could be dealing cards. We have no idea what this situation is. <laughs> Not blackjack. It could be blackjack. It could be poker. Uh, Texan Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. You know okay. what I'm saying? And so, because I had to dissect the lyrics. I saw, I really listened to it yesterday about 15 times. Because oh. it just, well, it's one, it's a short song. Mm-hmm. And then two, I was just, I had different places, different clubs have played it and I've heard it. And, but I've never like set with it to be like, what is this song? Because I'm a uh, Sam Smith fan. But something popped in my head yesterday. It was like, just play this damn song on YouTube. And I did. And I was like, and I came to you, was like, yo, this shit is hot. Yeah. And then I saw the video. And the video was what I would like to discuss. Mm-hmm. So, watching the video, it gave me burlesque tea. It gave um, definitely definitely Moulin Rouge. Um, there was some kind of, there was some homage to that. But it was just the chick, which her name is, who's the co-star of the song with him? Kim Petras. I think it needed another artist. I think he needed to use another artist for her portion of the song. Okay, and the reason why I specifically brought up the song versus the video first, because for me, there's a distinction. The song, I think, is perfect. I think it's great, actually, with both of them, because the white gays go up for Kim Petras. Like, she is... Really? Yeah, she is the um, throat goat. Fuck me like a slut. Is that who that is? I had no idea who that is. But you know this girl. But you know those songs as a black gay man. Because of you. But, but yeah. you still know yeah. the songs. And just imagine the demographic that she's actually meant for. Right. The young white twinks, West Hollywood, like they go up for her. So I think that was very smart of him to utilize her to get that play in, you know, the Well, club, that makes sense. Okay. In the clubs in the West Hollywood right. where they wouldn't be bumping Sam Smith, <laughs> Sam Smith normally. So I think the song is a good look for him it's a new direction but it keeps him current with the TikTok of it all right and implementing her you know opens him up to a completely new but familiar demographic so i think that was very smart on their part but the video is where it all falls off the rails for me the concept of the video is perfect it's brilliant like you said all of those things are great in it i just could do without both of them like just visually, <laughs> just take, take take the artist out and put yeah, just take the artist out. Or just make I, it a visual, make it a visual concept where it's just telling the story, but you don't your your artists aren't there. Yeah, or he is, you know, in the background, or like you, I don't know. It's just hard for me to see Sam Smith try to be like that sexy, coy, playful, bad bitch when he is more so like the awkward introverted gay guy with the lisp you know like i just didn't buy what he was trying to sell in the video and it it took me out of it and threw me off um seeing it like the song is perfect the video is great i just think it would be better without him in it if that it makes just, sense the video needs a little seasoning at least it needs a little lorries on it i was like okay who can we who can we replace this oh, this is gonna be good kim chick 
I don't know her name. I don't want to disrespect her because I do like her songs, Goat Throat and Goat Throat and all the fucking like yeah. what. That's yeah. cute. But I said, okay, if I was Sam Smith, right? If I was, this, this was me, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, who would I want on my track with me? And the first person who came to my mind was Normani. Normani was the first person who came to my mind. And I said, okay, I, it would be a cute for her to like do that, like sing rap situation mm-hmm. with it. And I was like, oh, then I went to my mind, all right, the, the choreography, because the choreography, again, in the Eastern season, it, saw, it was very cute, but it was some shit that the dancers were doing. I was like, mm, this is real raisins in the potato salad. Like, it's kind of not really hitting on it. So then my second thought as a dancer was, well, I'll just call Sierra. But like, hey, bitch, like, listen, I got this track. I need you to come put your vocals on, do a little rap on it real quick, rap sing. And then we're going to kill this choreography. And now, imagine if Sam Smith was I or I was him or whoever. Or Sam Smith was a dancer. Let's just say that. With Sierra, with that whole... It, I can visually see a fuck-up concept of them fucking it up. Just like when Sierra Chris Brown was on stage at the BET Soul Train, like 2008, five or some shit like that. But... Even if you're not rocking with Sierra, that's cool. I feel like he's he's done a song with Normandy before. I really think Normandy really could have really did that part with him. Mm-hmm. And she could have added an extra element being a, a talented dancer in this video. So, I just feel it just needed a little seasoning. A little Laurie's. A little Laurie's. A little Tony's. Creole. Maybe a dash of Obey. <laughs> a little you extra. Know. A little sazon. Just something on it. So... But that's my take. You guys, tell us what you think about this Sam Smith's Unholy video. I think it was, it's a really hot song. Oh, no, it's a great, it's, it's a, a really great hot song. song for him, especially a good comeback song in this TikTok climate where songs are now, they have to be under three minutes. Back in my day, that what was an that interlude. <laughs> but they're specifically, record labels are specifically requesting that artists make their songs short so it can blow up on tiktok and more people really use it for yeah use it for their videos because that's how people that's how people are getting music now the youth they're literally discovering music on tiktok and using it for their videos that's why case in point this is an example uh we you just came into uh Finding out who, jeez, uh, what was his name? He was Steve on Saturday Lacey? night. Yeah, Lacey. Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey. Yeah, Steve Lacey. So he recently, this is like his second or third album, but he's getting crossover play now. His song recently went to number one on the Hot 100 Billboard charts. Oh wow! Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Congrats. he's starting to get on Saturday Night Live, and you're starting to know who he is and see his face. So he is touring now, and the song that went to number one on the Billboard charts is a video of him performing it at one of his concerts that people paid to go see. He's singing a hook. Every single one in the audience is singing it with him. They know every single word. He goes into the verse, puts his microphone out into the audience. Silence. Shut up. So people are consuming smaller songs just the chorus and doing their dances to them and they're saying and they're making it a hit they're requesting it and they're only listening to 
you know, the chorus of, of songs now. So a lot of artists, old and new, like I noticed with the last Mary J. Blige song, she doesn't have like one song on her album that's over three minutes long. I think maybe like one or two. What but everybody is kind ADHD of shit is assimilating this? to this new standard. I hate it. I'm over it. I do too, because you don't get the vibe of the song. Like you, you get into it and then it's done. No, literally, as soon as you start to feel a groove, yeah. it goes to the next track. Like where's the mid, where's the bridge? Bridge, whereas the you know you could see like oh nobody like, nobody even, kids nowadays don't even know what the fuck a bridge is anymore <laughs> like they're like a oh, what like what is that oh okay. I know it's rough it's a rough climate out here for these musicians I feel bad for them well guys we're gonna process this shit because I'm just through now but it's a great marketing tool but it's unfortunate that you know it shouldn't be the only tool yes yes very much so so you guys will take a break and we will come back with the reality roundup so stay tuned brb. All right, friends, we are back with the reality roundup, and we are starting with the ladies of Potomac, Grill Housewives of Potomac. P-Town. So, we start with the Deadly Alliance. <laughs> we start with Ashley and Candace breaking bread like we've never seen them before, and probably never will again. Never it, will again. It's it so was, sad. but I will say this was so refreshing and nice seeing two of the messiest Housewives of Potomac come together and use their powers for good. And that right. is by talking and gossiping about everyone else. <laughs> and I I truly feel that Ashley and Candace genuinely like each other. Absolutely. And they want to be friends. And we see that within the first five minutes of, of Ashley showing up to Candace's house and like you said, she has this beautiful feast out, and they're just they're just having a good, relaxing ass time. They look like two good, good girlfriends, and we'll see later on. Ashley, Ashley does Ashley, Ashley at the burn session Ashley. with Wendy. She's gonna Ashley, and it's just it's just like our hope. I think probably is now gone. From that situation, I feel safe to say that the hope has left the building. But I did have, I thought it was either something in the show or I had a premonition, and I shared it with you that I feel that Ashley. So I don't know if this actually really happened in the show or I had a premonition and I wanted it to happen, but I came to you and talked about it the next day. Once I had the dream, woke up from my sleep and make a long story short, it just boiled down to them having a physical altercation, but them also then started to make out and had sexual tension. And it was, that's the reason why they have this, back and forth so maybe that's just in my psyche i don't know why but a lot of times when you have beef with people sometimes it is the sexual attraction that's there it's just animalistic thing that needs to kind of be brought the fuck out just saying okay <laughs> not all i'm just saying in some instances like that is like the the it can be looked at as the reason why you may have this type of tension with error or contention with this type of person you know so Hey, we, listen, we know Ashley dips her toe in the lady pond, and I believe Candace could be a pillow princess. You know, she may she may not lick, but she'll allow you to lick on her. 
Oh, with the right credit score, I'm sure. Just saying, you know. So, but moving forward, after they have their sit down, and Wendy then lets the girls know that she wants to have a burn session. She wants to be like Usher and let it burn. Usher or Regina George? Which which one do you think it was going to be? Um, I thought it was going to be Regina George because it's a bunch of fucking mean girls. Yeah, she wants to do the burn book, and so the burn session basically was about coming together as a group and you addressing the issue you have with the person in the group if you have one and once you address the the issue you write it down and then you burn it you you're in the hot seat that person that you have an issue with can talk to you they can ask you questions you can ask them questions respond back but the basis of it is is to burn it and get the fuck over with the shit and move on and start anew if only it were that simple it was it was a fabulous idea. I feel like that's great, but how did it play out? Not like that at all. It actually started semi-constructive and it was going semi-good. The girls were receptive to it until it, Until who showed up? <laughs> until Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant, the Green Eyed Bandits, showed their asses. So the person that went first, I believe, was actually Candace. Wendy went first. Wendy, she talked about because she was she was like, "It's my idea," so she kind of okay. did the first situation. And I think Ashley talked about Wendy saying, "You know, I thought you were like kind of closed off, and I'm kind of to know you a little more, and I'm kind of happy about that." And then from there went from positive. Too negative real quick. And then I think Mia went next after Ashley and gave her two cents about Wendy. Yeah, so the premise was the person in the hot seat, so to speak, would let the, the ladies go around mm -hmm. telling her specifically things that she needed to improve, things that she liked about her. And the first person that put themselves in the hot seat was Wendy. And she kind of let everyone go around and give their feedback, write down their issues, and then she would burn each page. Right. But when she got to the left side of the table, which was where Robin and Giselle were sitting, it got heated, in the words <laughs> of Beyonce. Yeah, and let's just call it what it was. Giselle and Robert were aggressive. Giselle and Robert were bullies. Giselle and Robert pulled some Monique shit besides pulling Wendy's hair. Like, it was disgusting the way that they reacted to I mean, to specifically it. Robin. Robin was, was the and, one that yes. kind of escalated, raised the voice, which has been a trend with Robin in the past. And I think that is the biggest issue that is starting to come to light since this past episode on like the social medias and stuff. Okay. The trend with Robin is she will raise her voice. She will stand up when everyone else is sit sitting. She will invade personal space. But unlike Wendy, Candace, and Monique, the word aggressive has never been uttered about Robin, which leads a lot of people to ask, why? What's the difference? Hmm, I can only think of one, and it has to do with every hue. <laughs> uh, shout out to that failing business of Giselle's. 
but a lot of people are calling colorism that no one else in the group has mentioned aggression and robin in the same sentence do you agree i don't know if i would go so far as say colorism i will say robin has been aggressive she was aggressive season one with katie um with the umbrella situation she was aggressive with wendy because she on this episode she called sharice and asked her sharice at ashley's party did i put my hands on sharice and the footage clearly shows that sharice had to physically push you back with both hands both hands down and sharice then says no, no. i now well, I think what Sharice should have done it was like I can't recall because yeah. sometimes we're in the midst thing things kind of happen you kind of do shit just because it's instinctly right like you just you just do shit to make sure your friends protected yeah and but Robin was adamant like I didn't put one finger you put one hand on me to hold me back from her and the footage shows yes Alex she did she, she did she actually she grabbed you by the waist at first and then she got in front of you she put both hands on your shoulders then she then started to walk you back. So she did touch you. Mm-hmm. And I think Sharisha just said, you know what? I can't really recall. I'm not really sure. You know, maybe, maybe not. And then that's when she had the green light with her Giselle to then amp it up even more so. And Wendy was so graceful with this. She was like... She was cool as a cucumber. Listen, like, I know my truth. You know your truth. And so Robin was dead as wrong in this situation. Like she, her ranges were completely wrong for this. And I'm glad that the only real voice of reason this season so far has been Karen. Really she is. literally said, "The only volume I hear is coming from that <laughs> your side of the table." Yeah, like straight up, she was the one that called out Robin, saying that she didn't agree with this and not inviting. Wendy to the family day situation. Right. Karen is the only one that's like seeing things and calling it out in real time. Yeah, that's very true. And it's just unfortunate that they can't get beyond their shit to see that. Listen, you you played a part in this, and and for Giselle, for her reason to be, well, you drive my whole family. Well, you had a rumor saying that her husband possibly had another baby somewhere. Yeah, and I, what I hate with Giselle. Or I hate about Giselle character. <clears throat> Excuse me, still dealing with the um, code somewhat. Is she'll put something out there, but she's like, "Well, I just heard from the streets. Like, yeah, I didn't say it was fact. I said I didn't believe." But you brought it up to the conversation. You brought it to the group. You on brought it on television. national television to have a conversation. So, when someone was, when someone does it for you and yours, you want to be in your feelings about the shit. No, bitch, keep that same motherfucking energy you have when you come to me talking about me and mine. So. She's great with throwing the stone and hiding her hands. Absolutely. And another person is great. That is Ashley. So Ashley, oh, Ashley, is Ashley threw a curveball now. Unfortunate curveball. She threw an unfortunate curveball. So like we talked about at the beginning of this, Ashley and Candace, in the beginning of this episode, they were sitting together at Candace's home, having a great time. Ashley then chimes in after Robin leaves the table and Giselle's talking and she mentions that hey well I had a friend who said that Chris kind of made her uncomfortable was making passes at her which did she say in her DMs or what did she say about that uh yeah she said that it was um her DMs wasn't the only DMs that Chris has been allegedly hopping into Right. 
which led to Candace asking the question, when did you find this information now, Ashley? Because you were just at my house yesterday or two days ago, whatever. And Candace says, it was after I left your house. Ashley. So then, that's Ashley, Ashley said that, yeah, excuse me. So then Candace further goes to say, well, do you remember when we had a conversation that we would bring stuff to each other privately? Mm-hmm. Like, I brought things to you privately? And so then Ashley responds, well, yeah, but, you know. I'm a messy bitch. It's not, it's not so good when it's on you now. And, yes. And Candace read that ass. And I was like, Candace, but before I, I'm with you she, all day. But before she did that, she asked a very poignant question. What are you trying to do here? Right. Like, what is... What's your end game? What's your end game? And in that moment, I, I truly believe that she put the pieces together in real time and realized that these ladies are trying to have an... Trying to self-produce an overarching story for this season. And they're trying to do it at the sake of Candace's marriage. But why... Okay, we got one white man now. Why are you trying to check the other white man out? This is like gang up a white man... Situation on the Potomac. Honestly, like, what's, I honestly, what's the problem? I honestly just think it's gang up on any man <laughs> because the <laughs> ones that are doing it don't have a man. Uh, Giselle doesn't have a man at all. Ashley doesn't have a man that loves her. her. Yeah. She has a man that wants a man. And I think Robin is just. No, overdosing with testosterone. She hasn't has played into that. I'm talking about right the now. season in general. Oh, okay, okay. In general, because actually Robin um, adamantly is against the allegations against Chris. So that's right. the only thing that she is doing with some sense this season. Very true. Uh, but as far as the agitators of the season, overall, it is Ashley, Giselle, and Robin. Like they've been clocking in and working overtime with shaking the table with different storylines. Right. But for this particular instance with Candace and Ashley, it is unfortunate to see because it one came completely out of nowhere and it just showed that Ashley is a bitch not to be trusted. Right, because then Ashley even further goes on to say, Well, Mia said he was looking at me. He was looking at, at Mia. Karen's event. Mm-hmm. And then I love the shady producer was like, Let's run this footage. Here goes Chris. Here goes Mia. Not looking nowhere in her direction. Yeah, they even typed that out. <laughs> And so then Mia doubles Mia backtracks and was like, "Well, you know, I just said that you know he he looked in my direction once or twice. That was yeah. it. You know, it wasn't romantic or yeah, it wasn't sexual, but he did look at me. It's like yeah, because he has eyes, bitch, and you were in a room. Yeah. And so what Ashley's trying to do, she's like, well, it doesn't feel good to like be to have this this uh you know situation painted on you, right? You know, so she's trying to get. Candace, Candace, like you a nasty conniving bitch, and that's why I don't fuck with you. Yeah, bitch. because essentially, and Candace even said, "Aha, there it is." It was clear that yeah. Ashley had a motive, yes, to befriend, and it kind of seemed like she was calculating and wanting and had these gripes about Candace in her back pocket, waiting to bring them out and. Make a, a false equivalency between fake allegations and a despicable ass grabber. Yeah, and I think I actually maybe just secure her bag, you know, for uh, two more seasons. She's trying well, to do that. Well, which... she has to. She's a single mother, <laughs> and you see the desperation all over her actions. But what 
is going to be interesting to see seeing how this particular scene between Candace and Ashley ends up. They left on a cliffhanger in mid-argument. So we're going to have to come back next week to see how that shit wraps up. But you have a legal note regarding Juan Dixon and the possible scandal. Escandalo. <clears throat> so, breaking this week. A former player has sued Coppin uh, University over alleged sexual assault, catfishing, and blackmail by an assistant coach. Suit claims coach Juan Dixon failed to take action and the school, rather than support the player, retaliated against him. So, Juan is basically in trouble for covering shit up that his assistant coach did to a player. So, his assistant coach was catfishing one of the players, I guess, posing to be, I'm assuming, a, a, another, a female student or a male student or... We're not sure what the details at are. this particular point we are not sure but the student was coerced into videotaping a sexual encounter and the assistant coach publicized the material when the player the information resisted further demands for sex from the assistant coach so I think it is a gay situation wait hold up this is confusing. If you just want the dick of the ass, just get just get it. Why you got to coerce and get a video and well, why is shit so complicated nowadays? Like you just, <laughs> these, like, these back in my day, you wouldn't have to do twenty twenty two games. Um, <laughs> like jeez, but yeah, I mean, if the the power dynamic wanting to have maybe that is a kink for the assistant coach. Like I've got something on you. I'm making you do something you don't necessarily want to. And that makes him hot and horny. Um, consensual. I mean, ask Bill Cosby. Why didn't you, you're Bill Cosby. Why didn't you just want to have sex with bitches? Why you well, got to drug him? I, 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 I'm getting the, the I, I, if it's consensual, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just looking at the catfishing part of it. Like, Oh, that's what it was alleged catfishing. Correct. Or that is correct? one of the allegations. One yes. allegations. Okay. Listen. Well, at least Robin will have another storyline for, for next season. Okay. <laughs> well, we know she. We know who's coming back. Well, we know who. And it won't be about no damn wedding. So it'll be, it'll right. be about Juan Dixon. It won't be about no wedding, no hat. Not at all. Nothing. So you know, moving on to a different series. You're gonna wrap up finally. Married to Medicine. This final recap for their their three part reunion, which could have just been one Literally. reunion. And not every franchise needs a three-episode reunion, especially when the entire season was probably only six episodes. Yeah, we could. This last one could have been an email. It could have been a memo. It um, truly could have. It was false, like drama between the husbands, which no one ever really cares about. Right, and ultimately, it just came to choir reading bitches. Now, do you think Quad? <laughs> came to that. Now, do you think Quad is the villain of the series because the Absolutely streets have been not. talking? Absolutely, Heavenly. There, listen, Heavenly. Uh, I don't know her middle or last name, but she is the quintessential villain of all shows right now. Um, I think Quad. This show would be boring if Quad was not on there. Like there are, they are. An ensemble cast that they have to have everyone play their part. Yeah, 
and even there are no breakout stars, like, I think. Yeah, um, and so if we even if we drop and then like off because I mean again started off we didn't have her. She no, was yeah, she she can go back. She can go back for it. Um, it will be a good cast. So I just think we just summed up basically with the situation of we don't know who robbed Anila. It could be Toya, her people. We believe allegedly Toya did it uh, or knew about it or knew about it. We know that Eugene Dick is small. And Toya saying, you know, she didn't know she got married that the husband dick wouldn't grow. Um, and she's like, I wasn't talking about Eugene, but who else are you married to? Toya is the queen of backtracking and sounding stupid at every facet. So, no, you have to listen to her with a grain of salt. Right. Um, Dr. Jackie's doing Dr. Jackie. Being Dr. blessed and highly favored. <laughs> That's a highly favored, baby. Listen, looking like a true A.K.A. You know, she, she's doing her thing. And Dr. Simone, you know. She um, there, too. <laughs> yeah, she's, she, she, too, is a doctor, gynecologist. She, too, has a practice. And she, too, has a practice. And, yeah, don't forget that. Don't forget, you know. <laughs> if you're in the neighborhood, uh, stop by. You know, if, listen, if you if you have an HMO, but you don't have a PPO, like, Jackie has PPOs. Like that's, Absolutely. And Simone gets the HMO. She gets them, yeah. like, okay, this is your sign. Come as you yeah, are. Come one, it. come all. That's all. But Dr. Jack is like, I know I take PPOs. Yeah. So actually, she's like, we don't actually take insurance for the O shot. Like, that's 2500 per shot. Yeah, she's like, no, so, I don't. Ca- uh, cash or card, please. Yeah, so that that's it. And then, you know, Dr. Contessa is doing everything she wants to do, living her best golden life, and looking, looking amazing doing it. Amazing. And it, I'm, I am glad, this is a hot take, I'm glad that her and her husband are working out. Um, this season, Contessa definitely had a completely different energy about her than the previous season and I'm not just basing it off of her cursing heavenly the fuck out but she does seem a bit more at peace I mean she definitely looks the best she ever has and I think that definitely has a correlation between her and Scott figuring things out so I'm happy for her and also when you get rid of friends who are in competition with you or who just weigh you down and talk shit about you I mean you live your best life so you know, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a, a positive. That's a positive and a that's plus. That's it on that. You know what I'm saying? So, Married to Medicine, we wrapped up. We can't wait to next season. And so, I think we'll just push through and go to Married at First Sight. Let's bring it on home. With their recap of the final... Well, it was a re, this was the reunion. This was the final episode of the, the reunion. The final episode of the reunion, mm-hmm. which... Which was episode been, 89. <laughs> it's so many. It's so... I don't know... Why Lifetime just has so many episodes with this show? No, Life uh, Married at First Sight is literally Lifetime's equivalent of RuPaul's Drag Race. There's like, it keeps going. There's multiple franchises. Like, I'm not kidding. I will not be surprised if there's like a Married at First Sight France. <laughs> like, Canada. Like, it's going to be Quebec. Like, it's it's going to be multiple franchises. And the poor thing is... They're just pushing these experts around the country. Dr. Pepper has never looked more tired. <laughs> like, she's literally wasting great. away. She's, she's like, getting thin. And I don't think it's from dieting. I think it's just from... <laughs> just from the show. Being in airports. Wow. Well, now, we see that Justin says Alexis only wanted to be on the show. And she was not for the show for real love. And she just wanted to basically just get clout. And so, she had an issue with that. How do you take Justin's statement? 
I think that can apply to majority of the people this season, honestly. A lot of people after this process were like, I don't think marriage is for me. It's like, well, why the fuck did you go through like an 100, 100 question questionnaire? Right. And to, a psych evaluation. And a psych evaluation to do this just to realize maybe I don't want to be married. But I, I, I don't agree with him completely. I think that Alexis did want to be married. She just wanted to be married to her type. And she wanted the experts hopefully to find that diamond in the rough, a guy that's exactly who she wants, that has better qualities than the fuck boy she's been with. Okay. And when that didn't happen, I think that she did what her version of trying was, was by just being there and being condescending and like tearing him down every chance she could get. But yeah, I don't agree with him, but she definitely was trash. Now, Alexis and Justin to me were probably the most controversial couple because there were some things that the host Kevin Frazier did that I felt like you bitch ass nigga. Like you are just one splendor away from being the sweetest thing on the earth. And how so he what he does is he makes mention of Justin being emotional and and showing his vulnerability by crying when he's emotional. And he actually asked Alexis, did you just want to say, like, dude, stop crying? Mm -hmm. And I was so pissed mm -hmm. by his comment regarding that. And then she smiled and was like, yeah, I kind of did, you know, mm -hmm. which then led to a thought that I had. And it was like, why is it when a man is seen as too sensitive or he shows his vulnerability and emotions, there's a problem? Because then she then doubled down and said to Justin, at some point, like when you got that emotional, like I, that just took away my attraction to you. And I, I didn't feel like at which every tear I was less and less attracted. She, she makes mention of that, mm -hmm. but then she then further goes to say, well, then I realized that he wasn't about me. It was about him. So, cause she felt she had to pay a, be a, um, matron role for him. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to discuss the topic of why is that when a man shows emotion that there's a problem, there's this, there's this, there's this toxic ideal that if you do that, you're too weak or you're a punk or, you know, um, someone wouldn't, someone sees you less than, and they just like, Oh, I, I can't deal with that. Um, what's your take on that? I think it's just another trope that it has been pushed on us as a society because toxic masculinity not only can be perpetuated by men but it can be perpetuated by women as well it you would be surprised at the amount of women who speak against toxic masculinity and women empowerment and saying you know equality for all and burning brawls but at the same time if their man is too sensitive he gay they reinforce or, it right they, but, and that is a version of reinforcing yes. it expecting a man to be a certain type of way based on his sexual orientation those two should not have anything to do with one another right a man can dress how he wants look how he wants act how he wants sound how he wants and still be completely attracted to the opposite sex or the same sex for that matter if a guy is super 
straight appearing and butch. And it's like, what, you gay? Uh, yeah, and? Right. So it, at the same way men are taught to have those toxic traits, women are taught to look for those toxic traits and accept them, even if it is at their own detriment, like the roaches voting for raid. It right. is something that they're just programmed with. And I think in the in Alexis's case, you can tell she's a very intelligent and smart woman and she probably knows it's not good for her. It just it's just what makes her pussy wet. <laughs> and see my issue is with this because it's like because if a man shows vulnerability or cries, that doesn't mean he can protect you or, or do those type of things or, or is seen less than as manly. I think that we all have emotions. And so and what happens and I can attest to this growing up as a black male, young little boy, you're we're taught you're not supposed to cry. You right. hurt, you fall, you better stop crying. But I'm hurt. But if the girl fall, oh, it's so. But I'm hurt. Like yeah. my oh, body no. hurts. You're this a big boy. No, you're a big. Big boys don't cry. It's no. Like, but I feel pain. Like yeah. when I'm. So then my psyche tells me that okay, well I can't cry. I'm expected to do this thing of suck it up because I guess I'm a boy and boys don't cry. So now when I have an emotion and. So anytime I, I see that, I'm just going to suck it up. So then I can become angry. Yeah. So then I have this internalized shit where confliction, I don't know what's going on. So then I get in a relationship with people and I can't express my fucking self because I don't know. I've never was taught appropriately how to show my emotions and to get them out in the appropriate way to talk things through. So we just have to do better as a society Completely because I better. think that by you showing emotions and if you even if you are crying that's a release you feel better you get it out now there are i don't want to say there's a separate to, to the rule if he is crying at every there's some people who are just hyperly sensitive there's some people who are just hyper emotional like it doesn't matter what it is they are happy they're going to cry that's just who they are. If you can't accept that, then move the hell on. But don't try to demonize or humiliate someone or make them feel less than because of who they, because that's their genetic makeup. Mm. They can't control that. Mm. And they shouldn't have to mask it and or to try to adhere to what makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, maybe ask the question, well, make, what makes you so emotional? Or why do you feel like you maybe have to react in this way or try to get an understanding that way they can talk it out and maybe they can work if they feel like, okay well you know what maybe i don't need to respond that way or maybe i do but whatever it, it can be a healthy conversation not just looking at someone and trying to <clears throat> excuse me humiliate them in my opinion and i think what kevin fraser his punk ass did was some bitch made shit now that to me is a bitch the he's he's trying to you're mocking another black man saying you just want to tell him stop crying so much and then let's go to this punk ass nigga fucking Nate I want to punch that bitch in the face I want to see him on the street like it's on site with him it has been on site with you two for a few it's weeks it's on now. site because <clears throat> excuse me he tells uh, just oh you're a crybaby but show I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to bring another black man down 
<laughs> you, you just come uh-huh. to that conclusion. <laughs> like he just he just irritated the hell out of me because Nate is like you are you are quintessential bitch like you doing some bitch made shit talking all this yin yang but when Justin was like nigga let's go outside you was quiet but then when Kevin got your face then you want to start talking you want to start woofing because you got protection keep that same energy my nigga like fuck this show meet me in the parking lot so you would prefer it if they both came to fisticuffs sometimes you have to Excuse me. Well, while he <laughs> clears his throat, <laughs> I will give my two cents as you uh, gasp for get... oxygen. Yes, let me get my. Let me go get some water. See, the Lord, the Lord said, "Hush." Look, listen, he said, "You talking?" My guy, my guy said, "My son, talk your shit." But shush, shush. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, "Shush." People don't need to be going to no parking lots and taking it outside. Um, again, I think that we just need to do better as a society. Get back to teaching people to be their true, authentic selves at all times, unapologetically. I think that it to even go to even go further. I feel like a lot of men hate women so much because there's a lot out there because there's women are so able to express themselves and to cry and to release and to unload their baggage whereas men typically aren't allowed to do that and you're just naturally as a human trait you're envious of those that can do things that you want to do yourselves and I think that's where a lot of the hate that men express towards women comes from. And if we are just allowed to do what the fuck we want to do when we want to do it, we'll all be so much happier. And I think that is what ultimately came into play with Justin and Alexis's marriage. She wasn't allowed to, or she didn't feel she was allowed to be her authentic self and thought it up at the clubs every weekend with her homegirls. And I honestly don't think that he feels he can be his true self around her or just in general, because I truly feel Justin's gay. <laughs> I feel Justin's, I don't think Justin's gay. I think Justin, I think Justin has mommy issues. He... <laughs> And I, I, Nate's I say the that. one with the mommy issues. Say it again. I said Nate's the one with the mommy. He issues. has them too, but I think, and I think that's probably the, the the issue. I do feel Nate was flirting with Justin, in, in my personal opinion. But I also think that Justin wasn't raised with his mother, and his brother raised him. I think he has a, a relationship now with his mother, but based off what they were showing, and I don't know. I, I, you know, he's he's six eight. I don't know what that life is like. I've never been a six eight man, so I don't know what comes with that type of pressure. That could come with some type of pressure, right, or expectation, right? Um, I just think that he there's there's some attachment process that he didn't get, and he's seeking that. That's what he mentioned when they first started this whole process, he was like, I'm looking for a cheerleader. Like he's looking for someone to consistently, he needs that consistent validation from a spouse. That you typically get from your mom during your development. Right. That's what you get. And so 
he really needs to, I hope he seeks out some mental health services for himself to get an understanding of why he may need to feel he can, he needs that from someone else and is unable to do that for himself. So that's how I see him. But you know, he could be gay too. <laughs> and that's why two things can, can be true. Two things can be true. Like you just said about Ashley and Candace, maybe that's Nate and Justin. <laughs> right. And sometimes it is, you know, so hey, you know, you fight it out and then suck each other off. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, uh, make that it- is not a, a visual I needed from those two. <laughs> Truly. I could do without that. I mean, so, you know, it, it happens sometimes. And I think everyone else, I mean, we still kind of, we understand Mitch was the bitch and Alexis gave him that name. Not Alexis, excuse me. Stasha gave yeah. Mitch the bitch the name. She actually called him a bitch every time she saw him. And that would have pissed me off. Like, I mean, if we you, we would, we would have words. If like, you know no, who you are. Don't men like that. Come on now. Yeah. But everything, all the other couples were pretty light in revelations yeah everything we talked about before it was like okay listen you you don't need to be together or maybe you do but um their next city for married at first sight is nashville which i think i'm interested i mean of course we're going to be interested (laughs) because this shit is non-stop it's i think there's literally like a two-week gap between every season now Lifetime is churning this shit out. They see that it's super, it's much cheaper than having like a movie about a woman getting beaten or killed. (laughs) Right. The overhead is much, much low. They can just fucking throw Dr. Pepper and Pastor Kyle around the country, uh, flying coach. And And they'll do it with a smile. So, so the next show that we're going to talk about, we can't talk about because the reunion has not aired yet. And that is I love you, Bobby. Purr. Now, we talked about the recap of the IG story and the YouTube interview with the cast on the Armand, Armand Wiggins show on YouTube. So, this coming Sunday, there will be the I love you, Bobby. Per reunion on the Zeus Network. So, make sure you guys check that out. If you haven't checked out the show, you still have time to do that because... We're going to come back with all of the commentary ready for the girls. The girls the girls are going to give. The girls are going to give. The girls are going to box. There's going to be cat fights left and right. So That's if you be all the want to cram, you still have time. That way, when we discuss this, you will know the faces that go with the names that I won't know, but Bruce will know. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll understand how geeked up and excited we are. Yes. And on that note, you guys, we want to thank you guys for listening to your favorite podcast again. Check us out on IG. If you haven't liked this yet or subscribed to us, please do on Oh, That's My Gay Friend on IG. Or if you have any questions or comments or concerns, or if you want to give us some constructive criticism or whatever, um, have a shout out for a business, let us know. We'll do a commercial for you. Uh, email us at oh, that's my gay friend at gmail.com. And we're looking forward to possibly doing some YouTube stuff, trying to put the podcast on there. 
I'm not sure our video yet, but maybe your audio, then who knows, 2023. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be have... a podcast? <laughs> it's just what say, uploading the podcast on there, but also just not having the visual, you know. So, uh, but we'll talk about some things, you know. So, stay tuned, you guys. Stay tuned. You guys, you have given us an hour of your time, maybe a little more, but you have 23 more hours to be with yourself. So, be great, be kind, and enjoy your weekend, you guys. Until next time. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend is brought to you by the letter A. Hey, listen, did y'all really think we were going to teach y'all something? This podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. Tune in next Friday for an all-new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at Oh, That's My Gay Friend or email us your questions at Oh, That's My Gay Friend at gmail.com. Until next week, bye friends.